Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I was stunned. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. We're all paying rent in Patrick Mahomes' world. His accomplishments are second to none. The Rich Eisen Show. And I'm saying that in a world where Tom Brady exists. Look at what Mahomes has done in just six seasons as a starter. Today's guests. ESPN NFL analyst Dan Orlovsky. 49ers reporter for The Athletic David Lombardi. Senior writer for the MMQB Albert Breer. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Yes, it is. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show, live on the Roku channel. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. We're hanging out over the next three hours. Albert Breer in hour number three. He was at the Super Bowl, just like yours truly. He's got some inside information about what's going to be coming next for the Kansas City Chiefs and the 49ers and obviously all 30 other teams getting ready for the Combine and the draft. Some Combine announcements were made today. We'll hit that on this program. I'll be heading to the Combine in a couple of weeks for the NFL Network. David Lombardi of The Athletic doing the postmortem on the San Francisco 49ers. He'll be joining us in hour number two of this program. Dan Orlovsky of the Worldwide Leader in Sports. He has watched the game back, I'm sure, multiple times on film. He also was with Chris Fowler and Lewis Riddick on the international feed call of this game. And the game ended with him saying into the microphone about Patrick Mahomes, this is the best player I've ever seen. And uh, that was quite a statement. Quite a statement. So we're off and running here on this program. 844-204-RICH, as I mentioned, is the number to dial here on our Roku channel feed. Also listening to us on Sirius XM Odyssey, the Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio Affiliate, and everybody out there who's listening on our podcast, we say thank you for doing that. Uh, our Overreaction Monday podcast was recorded yesterday. That's out there for everyone to listen to. Susie Schuster and Amy Trask are making their way to the studio to record the latest episode of What the Football. Their guest is Jim Nance, who spoke to a record audience on Sunday night on CBS, Paramount Plus, and more. Good to see you over there, Christopher. What's going on, bro? Not much, man. I got the banana. I got some tea. I'm trying to just put all the nutrients back inside I know. after last week <laughs> in Vegas. You and I are, are in the same place. Yeah. Uh, what's up, Jay Felly? Good hey, to see you. What's up, Rich? Did you drive back from Vegas, too? Uh, yesterday, I rented a car. Hey! Missed wow. the flight. The day hey, there before. you go. <laughs> All right. Missed the flight. Okay. <laughs> it was fun. How, how does one miss the flight? Uh, <laughs> we were going to leave towards the end of the game, and I decided... I wanted to watch the rest of the game. Yeah, I know. Smart decision. Right. Yeah. Best move. Smart move. Double overtime <laughs> would have killed you. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Good to see you over there, TJ Jefferson. What's going on? Chilling, Rich. How you guys doing? I'm like a villain. I'm looking at you. <laughs> I see you. So here's how we're going to start this program. Did you plan that? Because that was really well no, it didn't. Really well executed. <laughs> I think we bounced off of really each other well quite executed. well, man. man that that's what impressive. happens when you spend an, an, an insane amount of time together. Um, listen. Um, Listen. The question is now, what next for the Kansas City Chiefs? And they already have told you what's next. What's next is a three-peat. Yeah. That's what's next for them. Yep. 
they want to go and be the first ever to do three in a row. Now, many have done what they've done, which is go back to back. Patriots and Broncos and your Cowboys. Steelers. 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 Rack Packers. Dolphins. There you go. So I think we got them all right. We've we we've uh, we've run through a list. There's only one that would be the list, and that would be three in a row. It's the magic number. The question is though for Brett Veach, the general manager, is how to do that. It's simple. Resign everybody, right? Yeah, easy. Hey. <laughs> Money. Ain't Problem thing. is, is Chris Jones probably wants to be paid the highest paid player in the history of the defensive side of the ball. He wants to be play- paid like a quarterback. No doubt. He wants to be paid like Aaron Donald. And uh, we kind of hit that on our Overreaction Monday podcast yesterday. And, um, you know, he deserves it. He deserves it. Yeah, he wrecked that game yesterday. Well, I, and again, you know, we had our conversation yesterday about Brock Purdy. You know, I have said, listen, I think this guy played a terrific football game. And he missed some throws. And one throw in particular that you mentioned, Debo Samuel is wide open. And he overthrew him. And that's something that Niner fans can lament. Although it didn't happen in the last two minutes of the game after they had just lost the lead, like Super Bowl 54. And look back at that tape. Look back at that play. Chris Jones is bursting through, and that was the end of the amount of time that Purdy had to maybe set his feet. Couldn't set his feet. Yeah, over time, Brandon Ayuk is wide open, but Chris Jones unblocked. There you go. We have the photograph up right now, and I appreciate our crack staff for uh, following along and supporting graphically and photographically what we're talking about here. They're good at that. Yeah, you know. So you got to pay him. And then there's the case of... Legarius Sneed, frequent caller in front of this program. Lewis Riddick, who was in that booth again with uh, Fowler and and Dan Orlovsky. Um, he said on Twitter that McDuffie and Legarius Sneed are the best one-two combination at cornerback in the NFL. And that was retweeted with essentially a seconding of that motion, emotion yesterday. By Patrick Mahomes. I guess he had service at Disney World. <laughs> Disneyland? I think uh, he was out here. Was he? I think he was out here. Oh, Disneyland. Yeah, I think it was Disneyland. Mm. Yeah. My apologies to the good folks down there in Anaheim. Of course. Got to pay him. Got to pay him. And those are just two of the many free agents that he has. Got to make sure Travis Kelsey comes back, right? Imperative. I think... He, he, I don't know what's going on in his brain. TV beckons if he wants. No doubt. No doubt. So put it all together, and he's got to make a decision about going all in for a three-peat. The, the best possible world would be just keeping these guys, and it doesn't mean you go all in to the point where next year, the year after, the year after that, you got to take a cap relief year. The other pushback is cap relief year, whatever. In this day and age where you're supposed to be what the Niners are, which is have a kid in his first year of his contract and you win a Super Bowl and a kid in his first year of his contract. The Chiefs just won the Super Bowl with a quarterback counting the most against the cap of any human being in the league this year, 37 million Patrick Mahomes. It's the first time we've really seen that. So... 
the question is, is the three-peat, how do you pull that one off? Make sure that you could continue on because that's the key here. Because at some point, Andy Reid won't be there in Mahomes' career. And at some point, Kelsey won't be there in Mahomes' career. And what the Patriots used to do was somehow keep it sustained for Brady. They at least had Belichick there the entire time. How do you go ahead and continue to do that if you're Brett Veach? Chris, you've got the numbers from the Patriots dynasty. And this is what the Chiefs need to aim for right here. This is what they're aiming for long-term because in the same way that Mahomes is set up to catch and surpass Brady personally, the Chiefs are in position to catch and surpass the Patriots long-term as well based on this last six-year run. What do you have over there, Chris? So it's kind of started uh, very similarly. As we know, Patrick Mahomes didn't play his first year. Uh, Tom Brady did not play his first year. And then they rattled off three Super Bowls in four years for New England. It's now three and five uh, for the Chiefs. Then the Patriots, um, from basically from 2001 until 2019, they missed the playoffs one time. That was 2002, not counting 08 when Brady, of course, did not play. Knocked out uh, in the first few minutes of week one. They still won 11 games that year. So they had two, three Super Bowl runs. Obviously, the three and four in the beginning of Tom's year, and then the three and five uh, near the back end. But made the playoffs every single year there. Otherwise, uh, give 2002. Lost in the division round in 05. Lost in the conference championship in 06. Lost the Super Bowl in 07. Lost wild card round 09. Lost division round 10. Lost Super Bowl in 11. Conference championships in 12 and 13. And that's when they hit it again. And then they hit three out of five again for Super Bowls and then lost in the wild card when it was all over in 2019. So that's 18 seasons of Hmm. winning the division, making the playoffs. So they're a third of the way home. Exactly. Halfway home Super Bowls, a third of the way home in terms of years. So if you're Brett Veach, that's your goal as the GM of this team. But like you just said, Bill Belichick, obviously the head coach for this entire run New England. Hard to see Andy Reid being the head coach for another dozen years. Well, I mean, that would mean he'd be a 78-year-old man on the sideline. Mahomes would be I'm saying that's impossible, a 40-year-old quarterback, right. which is entirely possible. Right. All that Kelsey would possible. be a 46 year old tight end. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's the point. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah. Rasheed Rice might still be cooking. Never know. But there'd be a lot of new faces, a lot of overturn uh, throughout but, the years. Like and I'm sure the pushback is just take a look at all the new faces here. Lajarius Need, Trent McDuffie, yep. Rasheed Rice, Isaiah Pacheco. Oh, like we were Creed pointing Humphrey. out, this was the year to get him. This was the year someone else... Uh, in the AFC, needed to step up, knock these guys out. Lamar Jackson, MVP, Josh Allen, this is his time. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Tua, Dolphins had a great year. We love that story. Couldn't do it. And again, we're going to have a parade in Kansas City tomorrow. It truly is amazing. Yeah, pretty wild. But it's also proof there's still a long way to go. In the meantime, though, my suggestion would 100% be, if I may. Please do. Go all in. Eisen? Go all in for next year. For sure. And figure out the le- the rest later. So what does Go that mean? In. Does that mean getting Patrick Mahomes to restructure so you can free up some more space? I'm sure. Or what? I, I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know. That's not my area of expertise. Yeah. 
But Brett Veach is smart enough to know how to pull it off and how to do it. Just go all in for next year. Last team, last team that tried for it. And what was the Patriots in 05? What did they do in 05 in their three-peat year? Oh, in 05, hold on, sorry, I just started out. They, well, in 05, they made the conference championship game. Okay. So they came close for their three-peat. So. You know, you all right over there? Uh, well, I, I shut the window, and then you oh, asked okay. me a question. <laughs> sorry about that. What do you want? Why do you shut windows? <laughs> I don't understand what's the shutting of the window. He's got like 7,000 of them open, open so I needed to like create a little laptop. bit of space, and I thought we were moving on from that. No, I'm just <laughs> wanting to. My fault. <laughs> totally, <laughs> just to know if you froze over Totally there. my bad. Sorry, they lost in the division round in 05 conference championship. Division round. Yeah, division round. They went 10 and 6. Still won the division. Listen, you've got an opportunity to do something nobody's ever done. That's why Andy Reid is saying, yeah, I'm back. I think Kelsey's going to come back. Just go ahead and wrap it up and do it best you can. Figure it out. Pay Snead. Pay Jones. Figure out a couple guys to pay. If you got to ask Mahomes for a little help, you know, sure figure out an Otani deal where you give it to him down the road. So are you bringing somebody in? Are we, are we signing DeAndre Hopkins? Like, what, what is the move there? I don't know. Why do you? When it's all said and done, they, they've just, everyone's like, oh, Tyree Kill's gone. You're screwed. Well, they went back to back. Yeah. <laughs> give me a break. Yeah, be, it would have been so much easier with someone like D. Sure, though. but you know, but uh, they didn't need him. Yeah. End of the day. But Rich, if you're that Nicole Hardman uh, scored on the 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 three the three uh, corn doggers are <laughs> Sky Moore, true, and Kadarius Tony, two guys who basically fell off the planet this year, and Nicole Hardman who fell off the planet with the Jets and wound up back on the Chiefs. Amazing. Juju Smith Schuster, that's who they won it with. Draft another one. Find the next Rasheed Rice and go to work. It's crazy. That's my two cents for Brett Veach. And by the way, you're welcome. Uh, let's take a break here. Dan Orlovsky is going to be next. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial on this program. Lots to discuss. Nick's got screwed. Victor Wambanyama's good. That's still to come right here on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. 
improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store and now save 40 percent on the sleep number limited edition smart bed for a limited time for jd power 2023 award information visit jdpower.com awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com you see stuff that's on the walls here when you walk in there's a a, a goodfellas poster that i've had for ever really yes where'd you get it i got it at a charity auction Huh. You've taken it off the wall. Yeah, it's not my signature. What do you mean it's not your signature? This is not my signature, buddy. Down there? You got ripped off. No, I did not. Don't, yeah. You're I kidding don't, me. I don't do a frou-frou L like that. And so, I don't cross it. So that is like not that. yours because it's signed by you, De Niro, and Pesci, and I spent at least four figures on this thing. Get out of here. Yes. You're a sucker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could sign it for real. Yeah. At I'm, least I could double it. Please, do it. Do what you wish. If that is, it, do you know if that's Pesci's? Do you know if that's Joe's? No, that's him. No, I know that's him. I know, <laughs> I <do. laughs> you no, sure? We'll we'll take care of it later, Rafi. Yeah. What do you got? <laughs> He's got an axe. Are you serious? Do you, do you want it? Do you want the real? Yeah. Sure. But uh, you know, I mean, it's gonna hurt the hurt the. Okay. Your. <laughs> oh no, it doesn't. Oh, that's there. You just, you oh, just smacked yourself in a heart attack. I get, uh, we'll do it later. Okay. But that's not me. Yeah, you just banged yourself. You just cracked the glass. So we could take it out. Smash the glass. I mean, you got at this no, point. It's not time. glass, though. It's not really glass. It's like a plexi. But we'll do it. We'll fix it. Okay. But you got ripped off. <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh. Is How are you a... feeling now, Rich? Oh, this, this he's holding on to the axe. Uh, All right, I'm... so ask me a question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You, okay, you put the axe down. This is fantastic. I, I'm sort of, I don't even know where to go with this because that has been one of my most prized possessions for some time. And you are the real McCoy saying that it's not your signature. Yeah, no, it's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I initialed this. Yes, right for, right for Gazy and then we're done. May he rest in peace, the great Henry Hill, right? Back on the Rich Eisen Show, I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. My friend Dan Orlovsky from ESPN will be stopping by shortly here on the program. Did you see how many human beings watched Super Bowl 58? I did, did you see, see that? this number last A night. Lot. Oh, baby. Over 120 million mm-hmm. people. Watched it. 123.4 million average viewers across all platforms. 120 million on CBS. Largest audience in the history of for a single network. And CBS had MASH. Did I see it was the most watched program since the moon landing? That's kind of what I saw last night. Wow. <laughs> How about that? Most streamed Super Bowl in history? Man. CBS had MASH. By the way, this is why, you know, we had um, Dean Blandino on the other day, right? A couple months ago, and he's just like um, talking about officiating, you know, how the league is very concerned about it, things of that nature. But like when they get in the ratings that they're getting, you know, uh, by the end of the day, it's all good. Hmm. So congrats to everybody for making the most watchable 
product ever. Dan Orlovsky was part of the international feed of Super Bowl 58. And this was the final call with him and Lewis Riddick and my buddy Chris Fowler in the booth. Mahomes on the move. Throws. Touchdown. Kansas City wins. Miko Hardman. Unbelievable. He's the best player I've ever seen in my life. Simply put, Dan Orlovsky here on the Rich Eisen Show. Best player I've ever seen in your life, huh? Best player I've ever witnessed play this game, man. And, I, and you know, Rich, Tom Brady is the GOAT. That He is the greatest of all time. And those are two different things for me. You Just because of the amount of championships and longevity, Patrick is the best player I've ever seen in my life. And the last two years have completely solidified that. Certainly this Super Bowl run, man. It's an awesome you know, I get asked, like, oh, you get to call the Super Bowl, and, you know, part of me is like, oh, I I, I don't want to, like, downplay it, but I'm like, yeah, it's the international feed, you know? And then I had to check myself and be like, no, no, dude, it's the Super Bowl. At some point, you're going to lie in your deathbed and be like, dude, you called Patrick Mahomes' Super Bowls. And so it was, uh, it's it's been cool to just, just witness, man. I'm such a fan of the guy. And, you know, so what do you think is makes him that special? Um, you know, Rich, I've always said that he was born with this very unique ability. You know, there, there is a God given talent there, you know, the, obviously the athleticism and the throws or whatnot. Um, I don't know if this is an actual fact. It's an assumption by me. If so, I think the best thing that his parents ever did for him was not get him private quarterback training. They never took the special away. You know, they never took the unique away, the raw away, and that's the the stuff that has allowed him to play at such a you know incredible level early on in his career in some of those plays. And then um, you know, I think when he got into the league and and you know sat for that year and learned under Alex and Andy Reid and and just watched and visualized, and then he got that immediate taste of success. Um, I think that sparked something inside of him that he probably did not even know of how great he could be, how great his journey could become. Um, and then I think the reality is everything is slow for him. The, um, you know, the competitive, the competitive greatness makes everything slow around him. And, um, you know, he's, he's just a joy to get to watch. And the whole, <clears throat> the whole country, the whole world got to see it, obviously through your feed as well. Yeah. So, you know, <sighs> The only question you can have by watching this is how many more, right? I mean, is that fair to even say right now? How many more? To of go course. For him? Of course. It's, it's, I don't know, like fair. It, we, we have no other reason to think otherwise. We, we don't, like, what else should we, other than, you know, we have to, and you know this, like, we have to appreciate it in the moment. We have to. We have to appreciate this young man and the organization, the team, but yeah, naturally we're going to start to ask ourselves, like, can he really chase down what's in what's impossible to chase down, you know? And, and if he continues to, to stay motivated the way that it sounds and, and, and focused on that long-term goal, I'm not doubting him. You know, I, you know, one, one of the reasons why I took them to win the game was like, I've, I take, I've picked against them twice in my life and I was wrong both. And so, um, 
you know, I, I think if he stays focused on that and, you know, Brett Veach and Andy Reid, Brett Veach, their general manager, you know, Rich, they've drafted since 2019, which is that that year they won their first Super Bowl or his first Super Bowl. I think they've drafted something like six or seven starters on defense, three other guys that are like relatively important parts of their defense. You know, they they play super important minutes. So we're talking about an organization that's got a pretty good feel for how to build roster post quarterback got paid. And so, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't put seven past him. I think he gets to five. That's kind of the number I've been set on, but I think he can get to seven for sure. Yeah. Cause, it's, put cause at some point, like <clears throat> let's just say he plays as long as Brady or at least another 12 years, right? The Brady Belichick 2001 to 2019 that's uh, 18 years. That would be 12 more years for him. At some point, Reed, we assume, would step away, and Kelsey wouldn't be there. He'd have to find his Gronk, right? He'd have to find yeah. – or I guess he's playing with his Gronk now. He'd have to yeah. find something else. Um, and so, you know, that's that, that's obviously down the road. But if I'm Brett Veach, I say, screw it. Whatever you got to do to win it next year, because you could – take yourselves in this franchise and just put it up one more level by saying we're the only ones to go back to back to back. We're the only ones to do it. And, you know, that would mean, I guess, paying Jones and paying Snead and figuring out how to keep that Rubik's Cube working. But that's what I would do, Dan, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Chris is a paramount part of that. I mean, Chris Jones, uh, you know, again, I don't want to speak in hyperbole, Rich. I don't know how many... You know, like I keep talking about this organization, big game, you know, big game. Chris Jones is different. You know, we've seen a lot of great defensive linemen, you know, come through the NFL, certainly over the past two, three decades. I've only been a part of it for the past two decades or so. I'm trying to rack my brain around a better big game defensive interior defense, you know, Aaron Donald, but like Chris has been in more, just every big game. He, like changes it, man. He uh, the the pendulum swings in favor of Kansas City because Chris Jones is in it, and so I think keeping him is a big part of it. Um, Legarius Sneed, you can make the case is the best man to man cover corner in football. He's certainly one of the top three or four. You know, one of the best tacklers as well. You know, they're, they're going to have to figure out what to do at left tackle. Maybe add a perimeter player, but th- there's not many holes. You know, that's. That's the reality. Dan Olofsky here on the Rich Eisen Show. Your assessment of Brock Purdy's play is what? I thought it was fantastic. You know, Lewis and I are calling the game, Rich. And, you know, Chris, we're having these conversations throughout the game. And Kansas City's offense struggled for, you know, 20 minutes of that football game. And San Francisco's didn't. And we were having this conversation going, this kid doesn't look scared at all. He doesn't look he doesn't look like he's unfazed at all. I mean, he he was throwing crossing routes versus tight man coverage or you know into some unique zones and he was dotting it, man. Like he was he was ripping it. And so, you know, I, I thought he was sensational. To go against that defense, there hasn't been a lot of quarterbacks this year that played well against Kansas City's defense. You know, Josh Allen played well against them about a month ago. Um maybe one or other one or two other quarterbacks this defense is one of the best in football and so you know to play a game where he avoided four or five sacks on his own he didn't give the football away he obviously has the touchdown pass he leads them back from the deficit i thought he was fantastic you know um there was one play that i thought he made a missed read um it's 
ended up in a completion incompletion. He has Debo Samuel on an underneath route when he throws a deep corner to the left. But other than that, man, I, I thought he played big time ball and whatever you thought about Brock Purdy going into that game, if you don't come out of that game thinking more positively about him, then we look at football differently, and we'll probably never get on the same page quarterback play-wise. I'm with you, man. I mean, it's not just tight man coverage. It was, to use a Stuart Scott phrase, like spandex tight coverage. I yeah. mean, McDuffie, too. I mean, that, that, that play that awesome. he made in the end zone um, early on in the game when he used his offhand to bat down a pass on Samuel in the end zone. I mean, unbelievable. When he cut that ball loose, I'm sorry to cut you off, but no, when he cut that ball loose, when I saw Brock like climb the pocket and start to launch, I was like, touchdown. You know, when what happened was, you should have a DB come on and talk about it, man, because it's so rare. You saw right when Brock cuts the ball loose, you could feel Debo like start to burst a little bit, and McDuffie peeks back for the ball. I, I we watch defense backs all the time. They panic. They run through the guy. There's pi. Like he looked back in the way that he just like instinctually knew ball is on its way, and so he could track it, still stay in phase, and bat it away. Like it was because that happened at the end zone that our our booth was right above. And I just, you know, when it felt slow in real time, just watching it unfold, and it was artwork by McDuffie. He was he was the second best player on the field for Kansas City's defense outside of Chris. Well, I mean, and then Chanel, right? He's the one who knocked the ball loose from McCaffrey in what appeared to be an, a surefire opening drive, uh, point scoring effort, right? And yeah. then and then he he also blocked the extra point that led to the possibility of overtime. Uh, which we then did see. I mean, the defense was out of its mind. It just was out of its mind. And that's what we were talking about when we were in Germany together about this team. And that's what we were talking about all yep. month long leading up to this season yep. ender, Dan. And part of it is Steve Spagnolo. You know, I just talked about, you know, Kelsey's the best big game tight end in the history of the NFL. Patrick's becoming one of the best big game quarterbacks. Just talked about Chris Jones feeling like one of the best big game defensive tackles in a while. Spags, their defense coordinator, man, he's one of the best defensive coordinators. And, you know, you you take, a, you know, Chanel, I remember calling some of his games at Wisconsin and just being like, this kid's really, really, really good. And then, doesn't maybe get on the field as much because he's only playing in three linebacker sets, partly because Gay and Bolton are such good players. And then, you know, he gets onto the scene in the Super Bowl and it's fantastic. And that defense, man, that's what during the week, Rich, it was always, I always get in, like, I love trying to find out how games are going to go. I love trying to figure out what teams are going to try to do. And so when you look at San Francisco's offense, which, you know, is my favorite offense to dissect in the league, the run, the pass, the formations, the motions, the matchups, and you're sitting there, and constantly I was like, what are they going to do with McCaffrey? Like, what are they going to do with McCaffrey? And if it was any other defense in the league, I would have picked San Francisco. Any other defense in the league, I would have taken San Francisco to win that game, even with Patrick. But just knowing how versatile that offense defense is on first and second down, how violent they want to play at the line of scrimmage, how unique in coverage and fronts and rushes they can get on second and third down. They, you know, like one of the things that showed, and we talked about this on NFL Live yesterday, Rich, was if you go back and watch when McCaffrey got out of the backfield for most of his routes, not all of them, the linebackers and the cover people for Kansas City met him behind the line. 
They never allowed him to get to them. They always brought the party to him. And it's a little bit of a dice roll because if you get whooped, you get whooped. But I thought that was brilliant by Spags and just, you know, like their third down stuff, man. Like I love, again, the nerd stuff, the third down stuff where they would line up in three man fronts and they would play different coverages and bring different pressures to attack different people. Like it was everything that football, when it comes to the advantage of coaching and the X's and O's of it. It's everything that it should fall under. Dan Orlovsky of ESPN here on the Rich Eisen Show. And so to me, where San Francisco may have lost it, for the lack of a better phrase, was when you pick off Mahomes to start the second half, you got to turn that into points. You can't yeah. you can't just spin your wheels. You gotta when you're up and the and the the defending champs are spinning their wheels a little bit. You got to move the ball. So what what did you see reviewing it back or, or in real time about their play calling there that you, you might uh, want to point out? Yeah, some people didn't like it. I thought it was, you know, on par with how the game had been going. So going back to the way Brock Purdy was playing, you know, one of the things that I was interested in the game was everyone was saying, well, they have to settle Brock Purdy down early on and totally agree all that. And so people were like, we got to run the ball. And I'm like, yes, but. Kansas City is going to make the adamant and committed effort to not let you run the ball. So if you run the ball on first down because you want to settle the quarterback in and you get stymied or stuff, then you're in second and eight, second and nine, you're playing into Kansas City's hands. Okay, so I thought Kyle came out really aggressive throwing the football early on in that first half, and it played for their favor. You know, and they moved the ball readily up and down the field. They had 125 yards in the first quarter, whatnot, completely outplaying Kansas city. And, you know, I thought Brock threw the ball really well. So they get that turnover. I think they go pass, pass, pass. Now what happens is that first down pass is a bootleg, I believe. And Chanel sprints through like this is, so they bring motion from one side, rich, and again, coaching matters. Chanel times the motion. Right when the motion goes, he triggers on a blitz because he knows he's, you know, like that's being well coached. When they bring that jet motion per where the clock is, more than likely that ball's getting snapped right when that motion comes behind the quarterback. So that triggers Chanel. He comes unblocked. Brock Purdy, I believe, has to throw the football away. Now we're in second long, great advantage defense. And so they were able to do that and get off the field. And to your point, like that was a huge moment in the game of momentum crunched by that Kansas City defense. What's your two cents on Shanahan's decision to keep the ball to start overtime? Yeah, I thought it was, you know, crazy in the moment. And I still feel that way. I think the world of Kyle, he's one of the best coaches I've ever been around. I think he's one of the best coaches in the NFL. I feel awful. The fact that he's lost three heartbreaking Super Bowls to the greatest quarterback ever and the greatest quarterback ever. Okay. So, (laughs) you know, um, so I feel terrible for him in that regard. I still think he's one of the best. Here's the, I've heard a lot of people say stuff of, you know, well, we wanted, like Kyle said, we wanted to make sure that we got the ball first on that third possession. We wanted the ball in the third possession. Completely understand that. People said, well, the defense was gassed. They needed a break. Completely understand that. It's Patrick Mahomes. Really, any other quarterback outside of him, I I can probably sit here and have the conversation to justify what they did. It's Patrick Mahomes. One thing you never want to do is give the best player on the planet a do-or-die situation one extra shot. That's what they did. When you take the ball first, You give them an extra down. They know they have to get what is necessary or they go home. 
And that's why I sit here and I say, you can give me all the analytics and what I feel the same way I did about Dan Campbell and the field goals. Who we are and who we're playing against matters. How that game is going matters. Patrick had just gone right down the field at the end of regulation, Rich. And the only reason that they kicked the field goal was his time, not because it got to fourth and goal. Yeah. So you just watched him go down the field and to think, well, he's he was hot at that moment. So, um, yeah, I, I still think because of who you're playing against, that has to trump all, you know, the what what the numbers or the analytics or the you know the ph- philosophical thoughts of that are. I don't know. I mean, because I I go I've been going back and forth on this as well. I, I didn't think much of it at, at the time either, because you know we've had a bunch of coaches on talking about this subject matter more than uh, more than this year. It was last year when they when they made the change. John Harbaugh said essentially his first thought would be to keep the ball first because you if there's no blood get the ball first in a sudden death situation. But don't you think that if they had given the ball to Mahomes first, and he had just marched down the field, and he scored the inevitable touchdown, let's just say that, yep. even without that extra fourth down situation that you yep. just rightfully pointed out. And then the Niners have to go for it on fourth down instead of kicking a 50-yard field goal because they have to go for it on fourth down and don't make it. Don't you think Shanahan would be roasted right now about, wow, why'd you give the ball to the best guy on the planet after he just damn near scored on you? No? I wouldn't. I wouldn't have because because you, Rich. The philosophy is you once you once you take the ball first, you give control, final control of the game away. And here's what I do know: um, the Kansas City Chiefs had third and one or fourth and one somewhere in the third quarter, backed up in their own area, and I they ran with Pacheco and he got stumped. And I was like, I wonder if Andy Reid will go with this. They had not done anything on offense for the most of the day, and I was like, just to try to create some energy, they punt the ball away. So they had shown us, like, hey, if we do get to that fourth and one in somewhat of our area. Now, they may not have, but they did it earlier in the game. And they, I, I watched Kyle not too far before that go for it on fourth down, and Purdy throws the out route to George Kittle. I, I just think I would have never roasted Kyle if, if, if I would have 100% said, you give the ball to the other team first. You then keep control. Like, we, 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 it's hard to quantify rich urgency. Like it's hard to put what the what value of urgency is on it. There's a reason why some guys play better when they have no other choice. I remember saying this about Matthew Stafford. Matthew's one of the best late game quarterbacks in the last 20 years. Two minute drives all then. They asked why. I say because he has no other choice but to. And Patrick is in that world. Patrick is why does he play his best? Because he has no other choice but to do that. Now, we don't know if that's Brock Purdy, but we don't know if that's Kittle or Debo or McCaffrey. And so um, I just would have wanted to I would have wanted to pen last and and especially versus Patrick Mahomes. I would want the pen last last one for you, Dan. Now that we're heading to the combine in a couple of weeks, uh, a lot of conversation around Caleb Williams. Clearly, uh, our colleague and a predecessor of, of yours talking football on ESPN, Merrill Hodge, very vocal and he's been you know vocal in the past when he was on ESPN being pretty accurate about assessing quarterbacks he called Caleb Williams quote-unquote not special so I'll give you the floor on that and what you think the Bears should do and if the commanders should offer a godfather yeah I mean I I still believe that right now I would take a quarterback at one if I was the Bears now does my mind change I haven't studied these guys Rich I have a little snippet of them um 
I'll take you back a couple years ago. I remember watching tape and video of Caleb. Immediately, I thought, yep, that's what it looks like. Just throwing the football. This was in high school. Mm. He had not even committed to Oklahoma. It was from the QB collective stuff. And I said, that's what it looks like. That that That's one of those guys. Um, I have a ton of respect for Merrill. I don't know him. He obviously has a track record of hitting on the Johnny Manziel stuff and whatnot. Um There's a lot of conversation around Caleb. I think Caleb is uniquely and physically very talented. You know, like you don't throw the ball the way he does, whether standing still or on the move and say that's not special. That is a special quality and trait. Um, There's going to be a lot of conversation about not winning. There's going to be a lot of conversation about some of the off the field stuff when it came to some of their losses this year and whatnot. I probably would have been pretty emotional as well. Um I know this. Um, <clears throat> when you're going to draft a quarterback in the league right now, if if you can't beat teams three ways, and if you don't have uncoachable traits, it's hard to go win. A, it's it's harder than ever to go win a Super Bowl. And so, um, I don't think he's locked in at the number one. I think Drake Ray, Drake May from North Carolina is going to make some noise in regards to that. Um, I, I want to watch tape before I make a definitive uh, opinion on he's not special or not, but I know his talent his talent. That is special. And, and to your point about you, you need to have a quarterback who's got that special it factor, uncoachable traits, as you said before the show, we were sitting there going, what's the big off season move. What's the big move. The 49ers need to have to get over the hump. And I said, an AFC team to knock off the chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. That's yeah. It. yeah. That's the question. That's, that's that. At this point in time, that's that's about it. You that's know? what I'm saying, man. Like everyone, I was in the drive going on the drive yesterday. I forget who. Oh, you know what? I saw a buddy of mine um, at the airport leaving Vegas, and immediately it was one of those like feel terrible for Kyle. And I was like, it's five plays. I mean, if if we think about it, Kyle Shanahan is five plays away from being in the Hall of Fame, one of the best coaches. You know, one of the best fifteen coaches ever. And now he's, I was walking through the airport leaving and someone called him Jerry Sloan, you know, as I'm leaving and I'm a like all time great, you know, great coach that I guess didn't win or something like that. So, um, he'll get there. I firmly believe he'll get there, but, um, yeah, San Francisco doesn't have many holes as well, man. I know Dan, you're the best. Great season. As always, I'll see you in Indianapolis. All right, brother. You're the best man. Appreciate right you. you. That's Dan Orlovsky. Right here on the Rich Eisen Show. All right, we'll take a break. Phone calls, 844-204-RICH. Number to dial when we come back. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... How to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. 
Jeff Schwartz is going to autograph my copy this of Great amazing. Jews in Sports. This is an amazing book. I did not know this thing existed. There you go. They starved David. <laughs> Have you ever signed? I've never here, signed. Hold on, I, give me the book and I'll hold it up right I've here. I've signed a lot of things. Hey, let's well, see what this looks like. I signed like. a toilet seat one time. I signed a what do you mean? Hold on. What, you signed a toilet seat? Yeah, at Oregon we had this like, you know, like the big day where everyone comes and signs things. And um, and uh, some guy brought a toilet seat one year and then brought a toaster the next year. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, there you go. Do you do you know who the, you, you and your brother were the first Jewish brothers yeah. to play in the NFL since? Do you know that? 1923. It's in my book. In my shorts. Like the start of the book. Do you know the name of the? Do you know the names? Yeah, it was uh, it was a free, it was the uh, Friedman brothers, right? No. Oh no, not the Friedman that, brothers. That, that Benny Friedman, who by the way went University the, of Michigan, father of the modern class. Um, I should know this. There, I didn't. Uh, I'll give you. I'll give you Ralph and Arnold. Yeah. Horween. Horween. Yeah. yeah. I used to know. Horween brothers. I used to. I should know that. It's in my book. But yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's that. I do know. Ralph was an All-American at Harvard. Oh, his mother must have been so proud. Yes. God bless. Uh, won the 1920 Rose Bowl. Played under the alias of Ralph McMahon, an Irish name. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> what the hell? I, uh, are there Horween's in I, the book? I just, went to, I just went to local Oregon. Jeez. Arnold like... uh, played four seasons for Racine Chicago Cardinals with his brother. Let me look it up. They had it better. Hold on a minute. Here we go. Here we go. Hold on a minute. Uh, are they in here? The Horwings are not in or here. Or are they under the Irish name? Red Holtz. we got to look under McMahon just in case <laughs> they put the Irish alias in here. No. Nope. Oh. Red Holtzman's in here. Game time tickets. Oh, <laughs> YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for our full archive of our coming up on 10 years this fall. Game time tickets, folks. Go out and get that game time app. Put it on a mobile device near you and start buying tickets to anything in your area. Sports, music, comedy, theater events, killer last-minute deals, all in prices. View from your seats and their best price guarantee. And that's how part of the way they take the guesswork out of buying tickets. You can get your view from any seat in any arena that you'd want to buy your tickets to. You could also get all-in prices so you see your total up front. You know you're getting a great deal before you even check out by buying tickets in seconds with just two taps. Download the GameTime app, create an account, use the code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Again, take the guesswork right out of buying tickets with GameTime. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem your code RICH, $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Boom. I'm telling you, I told you all, I like being right. You have mentioned that. Well, or at least, you know, I like hearing Dan Orlovsky at least echo what I thought yesterday. It's all said and done. Brock Purdy played an excellent football game. I said the word terrific. He said, did he say sensational? Mm. Did I pick up on that? I'll I mean, go back dude listen. made throws. Dude was getting chased around. Dude was having Chris Jones in his lap. The yeah. moment wasn't too big. And I, I think that's one of the things we were wanting to see. You wanted to, you were curious about. Yeah. Especially when they got the ball first. You're like, okay, here we go. Here are the lights. It's big, the scene, the Super Bowl. Can you handle this moment? And they marched, and they were about to go up 7 nothing, and then, bam, defensive play, McCaffrey fumbles, and we're off for a run. Well, the problem is that they've now lost two out of the four times to this team and yeah. different quarterbacks, same result, I guess. Yeah. Although this one, they played a fifth quarter. They yeah. lasted longer, to Man, use a poker term. But they were a throwaway. You know, they're, uh, you know, the Jimmy G play where he overthrows Emmanuel Sanders, right. and now this one. You know, they're throwaway. Right. But 
um, you know, they just might be living in the wrong era. Yeah, I forget who, who it was what on it, Twitter, but talking about all the great Hall of Famers in the 90s who just played in the Jordan era, you know, the Patrick Ewings, the Carl Malones and Stocktons and Reggie Millers. Like, yeah, you were great all-time players. You came so close. You just happened to be going up against this guy, yeah. 23. And, and for all these NFL players, for the Josh Allens and the Lamar Jacksons and all the Joe Burrows and the Hertzes, you're going against 15. And that's just kind of dumb luck. Maybe they just need Mahomes to play baseball for a couple of years. (laughs) He probably could. Can we Uh, work that out? I'm not going to. Was it against the White Sox draft him? Wasn't he like an all-state basketball player, too? Maybe he he goes to the NBA for a second. Mm. And I feel the same way, Chris, about coaches. You know, Steeler fans want to get on Tomlin a lot about, oh, he's only got one Super Bowl. You were living in the age of Belichick. So even to get the one out of there is more than a lot. You should feel thankful. Yeah, kind of, right? Yeah. You should feel grateful that you just got the one. Hey, Big Ben was a guy that broke through the Brady and Peyton Manning noise. Yeah. You know. But Peyton Manning only got one on the great Indianapolis teams. You know, he had to go to Denver and And get another and was carried by a phenomenal defense. Von Miller was MVP of that Super Bowl. Peyton only had eight touchdown passes on the year. Uh, He was injured a lot in that final year. So he only broke through the once really with with those dynastic indie teams. That's what I was saying. The best thing that the Niners can have happen between this team and last next year is have somebody knock off Mahomes in the AFC side of the playoffs. And that's that's why I keep returning to, you know, I saw the teams that are going to be in the mix for the opener next year, the teams that might that are of the, you know, on the home schedule that might be chosen mm-hmm. by the league. And, you know, I know a lot of folks, and you're one of them saying, hey, put Jim Harbaugh out there. Yeah, yeah. Put Joe Burrow out there, man. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. Let's start it off with a real tough test, a really, really marquee matchup. Great That's game. obviously really and fun. And the only other human Joe coming back currently, from the only human currently active in the NFL that's beaten Mahomes in a yeah. playoff game. That's it. Go ahead and do it. And 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 if you have to guess any quarterbacks that have made the Super Bowl that are active right now, there's not many of them. There's Hertz. Not many. There's Purdy. Not there's many. Garoppolo. No Garoppolo. Yeah. Assume he, you think he's going to be a starter next year somewhere? No, I'm just saying people, yeah. guys who are active. Russell Wilson. Joe Flacco. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Nice one. <laughs> I mean, he's active, right? No, I know. Yeah. Who's most likely to make it back to a Super Bowl? I have no idea. Oh, I got it. that's an easy one for me. You think Joe Burrow? That's the one. Yeah. Well, what are they going to do in free agency? They got a lot of no, guys. No, I know. I, I get it, but, up, but yeah. Who's the one that's just basically stared, stared him down, down eighteen, yeah. to boot? I shouldn't say that word. And that was something we talked about, <laughs> guys, before the season when we were looking at the AFC. All these great quarterbacks. Guys, we're going to miss the playoffs. Guys, we're going to have down seasons because there are too many. You know, the Josh Allen, Tua, Rodgers, Lamar, Deshaun Watson, Burrow, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I mean, who, who, who are those Maybe people? Gonna, put some respect on his who name. Are the, who, who, who's, Herbert, who's Russell the, Wilson. Who's the most likely one to do the NFC a favor? I'm tell, I, Zero. I, I, of, no, I keep, returning to, <laughs> I keep returning to Joe Burrow, pal. Yeah. I keep going back to that guy because he's that dude. That team's already done it. I know, but he's they not. They wouldn't go in. They wouldn't go in there. Not finished two of his four years. 
which is kind of a bummer, but he's got a little bit of a injury mark on him. He's awesome when he's out there, MVP quality, but, man, we need you to put some consistent seasons back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back. To back to back to back to back to back. Well, I mean, Stay what are you going to do? Yeah, I man. mean, look, Lamar was one bad pass away from possibly winning this game. No, so. I don't think so. Mm, no? I, they, it seemed like they were never in it. That one felt. From, from the beginning, it looked like the But score-wise, it's 17-10. They right, no, of were, course, were but in the game. It wasn't, uh, you, you felt I know, like they were never the tenor, in the game. Throughout the tenor of that game, did you ever feel like, I know we're going back weeks now, did you ever feel like Baltimore was going to win that? I Yeah, I no, felt like they no were way. in it. No I don't way. think it ever felt like it. I didn't. Yeah. I did. Oh, okay. No, when, when, it, when it was tied at seven apiece. And then, and then the other time was when Zay Flowers was coming across the, and, and it looked like he was going to be yeah, like scoring right to make it 17 14. And then Legereus Sneed, man. Made every play. This one of the plays. Oh, yeah, too, yeah. Between a fumble and a taunt. One hour in the One hour in the books. One hour in the books. David Lombardi of the Athletic coming up, talking Niners. We'll talk about the Niners side of things. I saw a number. We were talking about the uh, ratings earlier. Um, 123 overall peaked at 129 during the halftime show. Hmm. Is that a factor of 13 somehow? <laughs> so, I saw, no, I hear nine at I the saw, end. I saw a couple of people trying to like do the math quick, quick. Does this add up to 13 somehow? <laughs> <laughs> Just somehow to make it about it. But how about that rookie season? Taylor Swift, what a rookie year she had in the NFL. I mean, my goodness. <laughs> I guess I saw some funny memes. And one of them was <laughs> Niners fans crying because Swifties were football fans for three months and won a Super Bowl before them, and they've been waiting for 30 years. <laughs> like, it was... Hey, man, she's shotgunned a beer, too. I love, I, I, I got to say, I, I don't really know a lot of the music or anything, but the fact that she gets so into these games and she's slamming beers, you see her award shows, she's always having a great time. Like, what more do you want? By the way, do you know the grand total amount of time she was on camera? 59 seconds. 54. 54. 54 seconds. Out of a four and a half hour broadcast? Get out of here. It's, <laughs> it seemed like 12 minutes, to be honest. <laughs> so. Like, lively, just going nuts. Ice and Spice. How the, yeah, how about the meme of Jason Kelsey meeting Ice Spice? <laughs> and him stumbling around to go back to the... <laughs> and, then, and then the after party videos of him wearing like the... The, the Ray the Mysterio mask. mask. Yeah, the just mask. the best. Yeah. Just crushing it. Hour one in the books. David Lombardi of The Athletic to talk Niners side of things coming up.